الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadil al-Shaykh Al-Allama Al-Imam, Imam bin Baz, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. That book which is entitled, Durus Al-Muhimma Li'amat Al-Ummah. That book which is entitled, Important Lessons for the General Masses of the Ummah. We have reached the statement of Imam bin Baz, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. When speaking about major shirk, when speaking about a shirk, a shirk al-akbar, when speaking about major shirk and outlining some of the characteristics that differentiate it, differentiate, differentiate it from that differentiate it from minor shirk, is that major shirk, as the Imam he mentions. وَالْخُلُودُ فِي النَّارِ لِمَنْ مَاتَ عَلَيْهِ أي عنا شرك الأكبر That they will remain inside of the fire for the one who dies upon shirk. The Shaykh, he says, the Sharih, Sheikh Abdul Razak, bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Al-Abad, Allah Ta'ala, he mentions, مَنْ مَاتَ عَلَى الشِّرْكِ ليس له يوم القيامة إلا النار مخلدا فيها أبد الآباد He said that whoever dies upon shirk then there will be nothing for them on the day of judgment except for the fire wherein they shall remain forever there will be nothing for them يوم القيامة except for the fire and this is for the one 
who dies upon major shirk. Qala ta'ala, Allah ta'ala, he says, Ma kana lil mushrikeen an ya'muru masajid Allah shahideena ala anfusihim bil kufr. He said it is not for the polytheists to maintain the masajid of Allah while they testify against themselves with their kufr. While they acknowledge that they are in fact kufar. والحال أنهم شاهدون على أنفسهم بالكفر بإقامتهم على عبادة الأصنام والتوجه بالعبادة الأوثان He says meaning that while they are in a state that they are openly acknowledging against themselves to their kufr by their establishing of worship to the idols and to yani, the statues and by them turning in devotion to the idols these ones who are upon major shirk ulaika allah ta'ala he says ulaika habitat a'maluhum wa finnarihum khalidun these individuals their actions will be null and void their actions will be will be null and void. Yani they, they, they won't count. And inside of the fire, they shall be there forever. Inside of the fire, they shall be there forever. Yani, this ayah can be found in Surah at tawbah and it's verse 17. Surah at tawbah and it's verse 17. Meaning that they will be there forever, a... Eh? Abad al-Abad That they will be there forever ever They will never get out وَلَا يُقْضَ عَلَيْهِمْ فَيَمُوتُوا وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عِذَابِهَا Meaning that They will be there forever And death will not come upon them Yani they will not be finished And thus because they die And death will come upon them Nor will the punishment be light Lightened for them in any which way, shape, and form. The punishment, it will not be lessened for them. It will not be lightened for them. But they shall remain therein forever, being punished with a punishment that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We never come to know its reality. Ameen. <clears throat> the Mu'allaf, rahimahullah ta'ala, he goes on to say, وَأَنَّ مَنْ مَاتَ as relates to the one who dies upon it. Naam. And as relates to the one who dies upon it. And this is important for us to know. And to be able to distinguish uh, this fact. Is that for the one who dies upon the shirk. The one who they die upon shirk. Naam. Ala shirk al-akbar. They die upon major shirk. فَلَنْ يُغْفَرَ لَهُ وَالْجَنَّةِ عَلَيْهِ حَرَامٍ they will not be forgiven the one in that the one who dies upon shirk naam al akbar major shirk they will not be forgiven and the jannah will be haram for them they won't be forgiven and the jannah will be haram for him but again i want to highlight if they die upon it if they die upon major shirk then the jannah is forbidden for them and they will not be forgiven but dalil ala 
and the proof for this that they will not be forgiven is Allah Ta'ala's statement as it comes in Surah An-Nisa verse 48 Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala he says what means and verily Allah does not forgive that partners be associated with him he does not forgive that shirk a shirk al-akbar that shirk is made with him but he forgives other than that to whom he pleases now you have from the ulama the likes of Shaykh al-islam and Taymiyyah and others who mentioned this ayah so as to scare people from making shirk period because the ayah it mentions shirk and yushrakabi that shirk that partners be associated with him and it's not distinguished major shirk or minor shirk. Naam. However, the ulama of tafsir they mention that the meaning of this ayah, it's about major shirk. It's about major shirk. However, you'll find the way of the ulama is they warn people from shirk period because even the minor shirk is worse than the yani, uh, than murder. Is worse than fornication is worse than stealing so on and so forth so minor shirk is only minor in comparison to major shirk but bila shakku bila raib it is from the most destructive of sins it is from the worst of sins hands down now but uh now so what is meant is major shirk that if a person if they die upon major shirk and this is what is understood from the ayah that Allah will not forgive the one who associate partners with him meaning whoever dies upon it whoever dies upon major shirk the shaykh he mentions he says and this is as relates to the one who they die upon it meaning the one who dies upon major shirk Naam. The one who dies upon major shirk, then they will not be forgiven. Whoever dies upon major shirk, they will not be forgiven. Now, when one reflects upon this, then they will understand and they will see the wisdom, perhaps, why the call to tawheed is first. The call to tawheed, it is first. Tawheed awalan. Tawheed first. Naam. The first thing we call people to is a tawheed. Why? Because this is the ultimate thing that's going to save them. This is the ultimate thing that is going to be linked to their salvation. That is going to be linked to their prosperity. That is going to be linked to their escape from the fire. Is being upon it to hate. Establishing it to hate. And staying away from shirk. Because if a person. If they do all the other good deeds. That is righteous good deeds. They do all the other things that are wholesome. That are good. But they are upon shirk. Naam. Then all of the other things it won't count. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says. وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَّا الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَقَنَّ عَمَلُكَ And verily it has been revealed to you. And those who came before you. That if you associate partners with Allah in worship. Then your actions will be rendered null and void. They will not count. Naam. And in the ayah that we just saw from Surah at tawbah verse 17. Habitat a'maluhum wa 
that these individuals, their actions will render null and void. Their actions don't count. It's rendered null and void. No good deed for them. Why? Because they were upon shirk. Because they were upon shirk. So no good deed for them. So therefore, if we truly want to benefit people and, and point people into that which will benefit them, then we have to point them to establish tawheed and to stay away from shirk, to abandon shirk, to leave off the shirk. Now, I'm so on and so forth. Because if not, then what's the point? If their deeds are still going to be rendered null and void anyway. Now, if they're still going to meet ruin anyway, then what's the point? Tawheed is the head of the affair, is the beginning of the affair, the middle of the affair, and the end of the affair. We have to call people to worship Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. This is of extreme importance because we don't know when a person is going to die. We don't know when we are going to die, let alone anyone else. So how will we start calling them to all of these virtuous things and be quiet and silent about Tawheed in the hopes of what? Building up to it? And then now what if that person dies before we get there? Now what? Then what? What if the person dies before we reach that point? Now what? Then what? Do you see? So it only makes sense that we call people to that which will benefit them in a prioritized manner we begin with that which is most important and then we go to that which follows it in importance and this is what you find is the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and i want you to reflect upon that think about all of the vices all of the ills of society that were present inside of the quraysh think about all of the ills of society they were a society that were given to lewdness Naam, as you find people, they used to make tawaf around the Kaaba naked. Naam, with no clothes on. You understand? Men and women. So they were a society that was given to lewdness. They were a society that was given to alcohol and alcoholism. Naam, as alcohol was widespread amongst their society. There was a society that used to kill babies. Naam, they used to kill babies. The female babies that were born, they would bury them alive. So they were a society that had many problems. They had many ills. They had yani, many, many plagues and, 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 uh, and that upon their society. Yet you find the Prophet wasallam. what did he begin his call with? Did he begin his call with stop killing babies? Did he begin his call with cover up and stop walking around naked? Did he begin his call with stop drinking and taking intoxicants? No, he did not. He began his call with calling the people to La ilaha illallah. He began his call with calling the people to worship Allah and to worship Allah alone. This is what he began his call with. Because ultimately, this is what's going to rectify a society. That individuals first rectified their relationship with their Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That an individual, they rectify themselves with, by rectifying their situation with their Lord, jalla wa'ala. They establish the rights of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, after that, 
Then you look at establishing the rights of the human beings, establishing the rights of the roads, establishing the rights of the animals, so on and so forth. After that, then you look to establishing the likes of these rights. So the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most important right. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be the most important thing to a believer. So it's only logical that that's where we begin. And from another standpoint, if an individual is concerned about establishing Allah's rights, then that individual will be concerned about establishing the rights of others. Then that individual will have a concern about establishing the rights of others because they know that by establishing the rights of others and being obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is from the ways that they will earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because without that, then what then therefore will be their motivation to establish the rights of human beings? What will therefore be their motivation to establish the rights of human beings? Seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate motivation for establishing all that is good, establishing the rights of the human beings, seeking after that which will lead to the Jannah and running away from that which will earn a person the fire. It is incumbent that we realize and we understand the reality and the stakes of the situation is that if a person dies upon major shirk, then they will not be forgiven. Naam. They will not be forgiven. Naam. And this is for the one who what? They die upon major shirk. Naam. And when we understand it in that light, when we understand that reality, then we understand Then we understand that there is no contradiction between this verse and between Allah Ta'ala's statement inside of surah az-zumr because what does allah ta'ala say in surah az-zumr allah ta'ala he says qul ya ibadiy alladhina asrafu ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah inna allah yaghfiru adh-dhunuba jami'a allah ta'ala he says what means all my slaves all my servants do do yani those who have harm themselves who have transgressed the bounds against themselves meaning by making sin by making a great amount of sin and transgression do not despair from the mercy of Allah do not despair from the mercy of Allah verily Allah forgives all sins verily Allah forgives all sins because Allah Ta'ala statement that Allah forgives all sins yani, this is as relates to who? as relates to the one who died? no is as relates to the one who makes tawbah this is as relates to the one who they make repentance they, 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 they ask for forgiveness and how do we understand that? That this is as relation to the one who was alive, because Allah Taala says, "Yani la taqnatu, don't do not despair. La taqnatu, don't despair. So for the one who was alive, don't despair. There's still time. There's still hope. Don't give up hope. Naam. So this is in relation to the one who was alive. A tubu, don't despair from what? From toba. Don't despair from making toba. Don't despair." So therefore, ask for forgiveness. فَمَنْ تَابَ تَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ Whoever asks for forgiveness, Allah will forgive them. 
Whoever asks for forgiveness, Allah will forgive them. So therefore, we have to call the people to, to seek tawbah from their shirk. And this is the first thing we call them to. Before we ask them to make tawbah from adultery, before we ask them to make tawbah from yeah, any, uh, 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 intoxicants, before we ask them to make tawbah from stealing and theft and so on and so forth, we yeah, any, encourage them to make tawbah from what? From shirk, from polytheism with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani, and if they enter into Islam, if they establish a tawheed, if they say, Ashadu in la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah, if they, if they make, yani, if they take shahada, then you know what happens? All of their previous sins are forgiven. <laughs> you see this? All of their previous sins are forgiven. So by accepting Islam, and submitting themselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed and being compliant unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but with obedience uh, and, 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 and freeing themselves from polytheism and from the polytheists, they will have all of their sins forgiven. They will have all of their sins forgiven. So now, what is the best way to benefit them? Is to call them to what? Is to call them to establish tawheed. Now, and this is not to say that while putting the emphasis and stressing upon uh, implementing and establishing a tawheed, we still don't call them to good and forbid them for evil. We can still call them to good and forbid them for evil. We can still give them guidelines and good pieces of advice about leaving off sins and transgressions and bad behavior and bad conduct and bad character and so on and so forth. This does not negate that, ma'am. But not to mention tawheed because of whatever reason doesn't make any sense. Unless we try to set people up for loss. Unless we're trying to set people up to be destroyed. So this particular ayah. That verily Allah forgives all sins. Then this is as relates to the one who is alive. And for the one who asks for forgiveness. So whoever. Asks for forgiveness. Allah will forgive them. Whoever asks for forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will forgive these individuals. Now, now, so whoever acts to be forgiven, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will forgive them. Now, Tab Allah alayhi min shirk Allah will forgive them whether the person they make shirk or other than that from, from the sins and that they have done. Now, ta'ala and Allah ta'ala. يعني في آية النساء inside of the ayah inside of Surah النساء لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء that he does not forgive that shirk is made with him but he forgives other than that to whom he pleases هذا في حق في حق من في حق من مات this is as relates to the one who dies who dies يعني على الشرك they die upon shirk فمن مات على الشرك لا مطمع له إطلاقا so ever they die upon shirk, then there is no opportunity, no hope for them whatsoever that Allah will forgive them or from Allah's forgiveness. They will not be forgiven. Naam, they will not be forgiven because they died upon shirk. But Dalil Allah and Jannah Haram, because the Shaykh also says that what the Jannah is haram for that person. So what's the what's the Dalil upon that? What made Dalil? What Dalil that the Jannah is haram al-Mushrik is haram upon the polytheist. 
قوله تعالى is allowed to add a statement إنه ما يشرك بالله فقد حرم الله عليه الجنة ومأواه النار وما للظالمين من أنصار and the دليل that the one who is a polytheist the Jannah is haram for them they will not be allowed to go there is allowed to add a statement with translated means and verily the one who makes shirk the one who makes shirk with Allah yani, and they die upon that the one who makes shirk with Allah and they meet Allah with that shirk then verily Allah will make haram for that person the Jannah the Jannah is haram for that person النار, and they will in their abode will be the hellfire and you will not find for these criminals you will not find for these criminals any helpers Naam. A, there, there are no helpers for those polytheists who have died upon making shirk with Allah who have died upon polytheism there are no helpers for them those polytheists who have died upon uh, polytheism those mushrikun who have died upon shirk there is no helpers for them now there is no helpers for them no one will help them a eh? they will have no helpers that will yani, uh, uh, yani, save them and safeguard them yani, from from Allah Ta'ala's punishment. You will not find anyone that will help them. You will not find any assistance for them. You will not find any aid, any helper for the likes of these individuals. And what is meant by dhulm here, what is meant by oppression, what is meant by criminality, naam, in, in here, it is shirk. It is shirk. Like Allah Ta'ala's statement, that verily shirk is the greatest oppression. Verily shirk is the greatest dhul. Because dhul, it is to put something in other than its proper place. That is what dhul is. That you put something other than where it rightfully belongs. The greatest expression of this, the greatest illustration of this, the greatest type and manifestation of this misappropriation is shirk. It is shirk. Because ibadah belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to give to other than Allah that which belongs to Allah, this is the greatest misappropriation. This is the greatest dhul. This is the greatest crime. This is the greatest sin. There is no sin worse. There is no misappropriation or, or crime worse. There's no criminality that is worse than that. Dhul is the greatest sin. Because it is shirk, yani. Dhul, meaning shirk, is the greatest sin. Is the greatest sin. So this is what is meant by that you will not find for the moon. You will not find for those who make dhul. And dhul here, a shirk. You will not find for the mushrikun any helper. Naam. Waqooluhu ta'ala and Allah ta'ala statement. Wal kafiruna humu dhalimun. And the disbelievers, they are the 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 moon. They are the ones who make dhulm. They are the ones who bring this great misappropriation. Naam. Because these are the ones who they fall into what? They fall into the shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's no sin that is worse than that. 
there is no sin that is worse than that. And then the Shaykh uh, he goes on to another section when he gets into some of the anwa' women shirk from the uh, categories of uh, a shirk from those things that they themselves are manifestations of a shirk. But bithnilahi ta'ala, we will save that to the next sitting. Fa naktafi bihad al qadar wa sallallahu sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayra.